0: Get ready! Hello, and welcome to College Talk. It's your host, Beth Brandon, and I am super excited to be talking to you about you guessed it, grad school. Um, And I'm also super excited because we have yet another special guest. Uh, Lindsay, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, the program and school that you attended.
1: Okay, hi, Um, so I'm Lindsay. I went to Central Michigan University. I graduated in 2018 with a dual
0: degree in clinical mental health counseling and school counseling. That is awesome. And what was kind of behind your decision to attend grad school?
1: Um, well, for service I had a bachelor's degree in psychology, mm-hmm. so grad school was a must. <laughs> um, but I always did kind of know that I wanted to go to grad school. I did not. I thought it would be more of like a social work program.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, right out of undergrad, I landed a job with, Michigan College Excellence Network as a college advisor. And so in this role, I worked really closely with, high like, school counselors and learned more about, like, what school counselors actually did. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of knew that was my path, and obviously the only way to get there was grad school. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was super unique, too, because I was able to find a program that was, like, um, it was actually not central to me in campus. So it worked really, really well with
0: my schedule. That's awesome. Because you had a bit of a different experience, right? You worked full-time, and you said you also did it kind of on a satellite campus. So can you talk a little little bit about the satellite campus piece? Um, Yeah, go ahead and talk about that first, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so I I did. I worked
1: full-time through my whole program. And so one of the draws to the program that Central offered, they did offer a main campus program, but they also had satellite uh, programs as well. So Mm -hmm. basically, I only went to school on the weekends, Mm -hmm. and it was really only like every other weekend. So then the weekends that I wasn't going to class, it was really just for homework. Wow. Yeah, but it was. A lot of frozen times, but, I mean, every
2: Friday night was from, like, 6 p.m.
1: to 10 p.m. Oh, wow. And then Saturday, yeah, Saturdays was 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So it made for some pretty long days and weeks. Wow, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it worked really well with my schedule, though, even though, you know, there were some ups and downs
0: to it. Yeah. Can you touch a little bit on that, too, you know, with working full-time while doing that, especially kind of, you pretty much only had Sunday, it sounds like, as, like, a downtime what was it like trying yeah. to, to balance all of that?
1: It was hard because I'm I'm definitely the person that needs downtime. Like mm-hmm. if I don't have downtime in my week, it's just not good. Look, four friends and family in my life have to deal with that. <laughs> I feel but, that. Um, yeah, but um, so that was it. Was really hard adjusting to that um, because even though I guess when I went into it, I thought like, okay, it's only on the weekends. Like I'm going to have all this free time and. I didn't, you know, because mm-hmm. every, during the week, I was really focused on work, and even when I was outside of the work schedule, like, it was just a lot of planning and effort that went into that job, mm-hmm. and then on the weekends, like I said, I mean, I told you the hours that I was in class, so then the hours that I wasn't, that was really dedicated towards school, so I had to get just really good about, like, you know, your basics of, like, time management and just, like, really Scheduling really time in for myself because mm-hmm. I was still a person. <laughs> I wasn't just a student. I wasn't just an employee. So yeah, uh, that was pretty key for me.
0: Can you, can you touch a little bit on, uh, and I'm going to kind of pick your brain as like a counselor here, because um, this is something yeah. that I, I talked to with my current college students about how they need to give themselves uh, brain breaks. Um, can you kind of talk about for students going into college or students looking at going to grad school, like, why that's so important and can you share a little bit about how you scheduled some of that time in for yourself i'm um, like what like methods you use was it block scheduling or a planner you know yeah those things
1: so i mean just for scheduling like my own kind of downtime
0: mhm yeah so i i
1: use my google calendar and even if it is just like blocking off like okay i'm not making any plans today or even if I schedule some time in with my friends like everything in my life is on that Google calendar, mm-hmm. it's color-coded, It's all looks so beautiful, um, <laughs> but that, I have to do that, or else I'll just even get so busy that I forget to even just give myself downtime, or to schedule things that kind of, you know, fulfill me, or kind of make me me, mm-hmm. so um, that, that was pretty critical. Um, I probably, though, if I'm honestly, like, looking back, like, That probably was towards, like, the end of grad school that I finally figured that out, but, um, I definitely didn't
0: have it all together the whole time. I feel that. I would say I was in the same boat during grad school. Um, like, that last semester, I think, was when it finally clicked, and I was like, oh, why? Yeah.
1: Why now? It could have been a lot easier if I figured that out, like, two years ago. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. Um... Can you talk a little bit, I think kind of more from the, the mental health perspective, why that downtime is so important? Like, yes, success is great and success is important, but you said the words like self like f- fulfillment. Um, why is it, I guess, in your opinion, and I'm deviating from the questions that I gave you, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, why is that so important? Cause I think it is, and I think students should, but I don't always know that they do. No, for sure. And
1: honestly, I could talk mental health all day, so ask it any of those questions, but, um we it's so easy to like let your identity become like strictly about your job or strictly about your education. Mm -hmm. And like, we are more than that. You know, we have interests, we have hobbies, we have a social life and Mm -hmm. like we have needs, you know, it's not just like, okay, I mean, college students know, like you're probably not even getting your basic needs met, like water intake or sleeping enough, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like laughable to most college students.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but even though it's hard to achieve, it's still so critical because, like the the more that you're able to kind of fill yourself up, you know, you're able to put more energy towards those things that are so important to you, like your job and like your education. Um, it kind of, I guess, all goes back to that statement: like you can't pour from an empty pot. So if you're struggling, if you're not even like energized just in life. Mm -hmm. that's going to show in your studies and just everything that you do so I think sometimes it's hard for people to take that break because they feel like you know time is precious and they want to be dedicating that towards what they think is going to show success Mm but I think you know, it's like, have you seen that, that photo image of like the iceberg and it shows like what people see above water, mm-hmm. but then all these other key points that go in underneath mm-hmm. that you can't see from above water. And like that, that's people, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into success. Um, and a lot of it probably is water intake and getting enough sleep <laughs> and maintaining a social life. Definitely. Um, but yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I think that'll be good for students to hear. Um, so kind of talking about that balance seems like it was one of the, the positives and negatives, both because you learned from it, but also it was hard to manage at first. And then just the long hours on Friday and Saturday. Um, what were some of the other positives and negatives of that experience? Do you feel like it gave you, I guess, kind of any, you know, different or more like critical skills that you would have gained in like a regular, like traditional, I should say, program? Um,
1: well, I don't know. I guess, let me just start with, I guess, one of the things that I saw as a a pro. Um, I know that a big concern with some college programs um, is just that, like, you know, you obviously have a set number of classes or Mm -hmm. types of classes that you need to be taking for your degree. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And one thing that I hear so often is that, like, Classes aren't always offered every semester, or if it is offered, mm. there's a schedule conflict. Even if you're working part time, there can still be that conflict. So right. it can be really hard to get like all of those classes in line. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this program, like from the day I enrolled, it told me, you know, CMU told me, here's what classes you're going to take every semester. They're always going to be on Fridays and Saturdays, and like that. That part of it was never a guessing game. So that I guess security Mm -hmm. and knowing that, like, okay, I'm going to finish my program in exactly two and a half years. I Mm -hmm. didn't really have to worry about like that scheduling aspect, which was nice because when you're working in college, you're busy. You don't really want to worry about like the scheduling aspect of it going to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, as far as like the skills that I had to learn from doing all that, like, I mean, time management was huge and I think it honestly was, like, a benefit to me, too, though, that I was working, you know, like, I was in a counseling program, working in a high school, so I was really able to apply a lot of what I was learning as I was learning. You know, for a lot of people, you go through, you know, however many semesters of college, you learn from a textbook, and then a year and a half later, you get an internship or something, and you got to kind of pull from all the uh months ago Mm -hmm. because I really had that opportunity to apply like on the spot so Mm -hmm. that was really cool but I know also like even if you're working you might not be working in a you know in a job that's related
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so I think I was fortunate in that but I think just kind of being able to kind of hone it and craft those like professional skills um was beneficial while I was still in school
0: yeah definitely um what advice would you give to a student looking at either program or, or trying to decide? Cause um, it does sound like you had a really unique experience. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think you can kind of give a very different like perspective on this. So yeah, I guess any advice that you, you would give to students who are thinking about going to grad school. Yeah. I
1: think the biggest piece of advice is just to do your homework, you know, cause there's so many different types of programs and like, When I think of college, I typically think of, like, the very traditional setting, you know, as you either live on campus or you commute to a campus, and school might be your only responsibility. And for the record, I think that that's, like, the best possible scenario, Mm -hmm. but um, for me, it wasn't possible. Like, I, I had to be working while I was in school. And so, you know, for, I guess, whoever might be listening to this, like, you... People face all different types of life circumstances and responsibilities, so I guess know that there are options. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know when I first enrolled, or when I was looking at grad programs, that satellite programs existed. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew that online programs existed, but I didn't really understand, like, you know, how credible they were or what to look for if it was, like, an accredited program. So... There's, there's a lot of options, and I think that I think one of the things that holds people back is not being educated on the options because when we don't know, we don't know what's going to be the best fit for us. Um, and the goal isn't just to enroll in the grad program, right? It's to also complete the grad program. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be real about what's going to work for your life, and you can't do that if you don't take the time to know what those options are.
0: Definitely. Um, for, for students interested specifically in counseling, um, what were some resources or even maybe websites that you used to find accredited programs? Because I know that's huge um, in a lot of fields, especially looking at the grad level.
1: Right. So I, um, I network. Like people that I knew, like I said, in my job that I had at the time, I lived in touch with a lot of school counselors. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really leaned on them to, like, get opinions about, like, grad programs and this and that. I also, um, the director of the conference program at Central was actually one of the speakers for a training event mm-hmm. that was done for Michigan College Access Network. So, it was kind of, like, a unique way that I, I kind of accidentally got in touch with them, mm-hmm. which is what le- even led me to the MU's satellite program. So, Um, but in general I would say like network with the people that you know that are in that field. Um and and just do your research. I think starting with people that you know, um, and then getting online. I hate to say it but like Google. Google is your best friend. I tell it to my students all the time. So, um, yeah, just do your research and go, go places, like Go to the schools, talk to people on the campuses, as far as like people that are in the program or that leave the program, mm-hmm. um, and ask those questions. Um, but I think sometimes even figuring out like what questions to ask mm-hmm. that's that's tough
0: for people too. Sometimes I think it's really interesting that you said like go to the campus. Um, I know with with higher ed, um, a lot of programs, not every program, but a lot of them require you to have a grad assistant in higher ed to like you can get conditionally accepted but you don't actually get accepted to the program until you do the interviews and get like a a grad assistantship um Mm -hmm. and so to do that I I did I had to go to every single campus that I had applied to and that I thought I wanted to go um and so I got a feel and for some of them like after the interviews I was like no I don't want to go there um but like we talk about match and fit so much when we're talking uh, to undergrad Mm -hmm. students but um I think luckily with the higher ed thing, I think it was definitely like a built in piece, but a couple weeks ago, a couple podcasts ago, I should say. So a month ago, um, one of our guests, uh, Joanna, she was talking about her experience and she knew that she wanted to like go away far from, from home, but like she didn't, uh, like think about that piece and then found out like that the, the research opportunities were not what she was looking personally to do like research for. And so she's had to find like right. other ways to do it. And it's, so interesting because, um, I didn't even think about it talking to her, but like right now that pops up is match and fit is just as important. Um, for sure. Yeah. How, how did it's you because
1: like, I, I'm sorry, but I joke with my students sometimes about, you know, the show catfish.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: I joke with them about like, don't get college catfish. <laughs> like every college website is going to have their best pictures, their best, like, pieces of data of course they want to like promote their school yeah like you've got to go that grass might not be that green in real life or people might not be as friendly in real life you Mm -hmm. know you've got to go and experience the actual culture of what that campus is bringing
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um because yeah it is a real thing to get college catfish
0: (laughs) absolutely um, and it, it sounds like you kind of really, like, did the extra step, and especially because you got introduced at that training, but you had, like, people to talk to on campus. Um, how, I think, for other students who, like, maybe aren't, they didn't think about that before, how would you recommend initiating those conversations? Like, for me, I'm, like, email. But would you say that's the right mm-hmm. way to go, or? Um, I think that's good be Like, I
1: think even if you are emailing people that maybe you haven't been in contact with that much mm-hmm. um, or if it is someone that you know but you haven't contacted like I think that you can never go wrong with just starting that contact by email if you have the opportunity to have like a face-to-face conversation with them I think that's always best because mm-hmm. I'm also a firm believer that every single conversation we have is networking
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you you really never know how that's going to play off you know down those road. that's true um, but Yeah, I I just think that starting to talk. And each person's going to have their own experiences and opinions or different resources. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, starting there, and again, it it all comes back to what's going to be best for you. I think that, you know, when you're exploring programs or even if you're still at the stage where you're trying to figure out, like, what program do I even want to go into? Like, I don't even know what career I want to settle on. Mm you're going to have a ton of opinions and that's just human nature for people to give that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know yourself, you know, your life and um, you know, you've got to just kind of weigh those options and, and trust your gut.
0: Definitely. Um, are there any other like pieces of advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with? And I think um, you are also a, a high school counselor and you talk to students about college. So if you want to throw in some stuff for maybe undergrad listeners too, please feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, But are there any other pieces of advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: So I guess one piece of advice that could go for everybody is just, like, don't think that you have to be on a timeline. Like, I think that is so huge when it comes to college. And even with, like, going uh, into a grad program, you know, like, I think college, and that depends on the atmosphere, but it typically is people in their 20s. Mm -hmm in college and so that can be really intimidating if you are maybe older and going back to school or Mm -hmm. if you are 18 years old but you just don't know what you even want to do yet. There's a lot of pressure to just like make a decision whether it's a career or a college Mm -hmm. and so I think recognizing that like that should continuously be taken to explore different options but that pressure to make a decision like again like everyone's on their own timeline um, so, kind of being a little bit at peace with that when you're navigating this process. Um, but I think in regards to, you know, working while being in grad school or working while an undergrad, I also worked when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've got to, like, have some fun. And I think that people forget. That, like, I definitely have that personality where I can get into work mode and it's just work, work, work. Like, I yeah. need the people in my life to be like, hey, like, laugh a little, like, watch a funny movie. Like, you know, you've got to still have that fun in your day, whether it's just like a jam session in the car mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is that brings you some light. But, um, like I said before, like, it's super easy to, like, let your identity kind of be absorbed by, you know, your education or profession yeah. and you know pe- people are more than that um Absolutely. yeah I guess can I have one more thing I know I'm kind of rambling but,
0: no no please do um,
1: okay I think the last thing that I would like give advice about is just like don't be so hard on yourself like I think if someone's at the point where they're thinking about grad school Chances are that, that person is like very driven and a very motivated person. Mm-hmm. Which means like you probably also have high expectations for yourself. Um, and I think like that's a great quality, but it can also like I think people have to be aware of when that can become negative. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of these things, you know, this is hard work. It's it's not easy to like go to college. It's not easy to, you know, be a young professional. And so there are going to be those bumps and mm-hmm. Um, But I think just kind of remembering, like, why you even started in the first place and remembering to take care of yourself in the midst of it all is just, it's, it's so essential. I can't
0: say that enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's huge. I I would, like, f- full honesty, like, I definitely slipped into that negative mindset, like, myself. Like, my mm-hmm. goal, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a 4.0 in grad school. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. Um, and then I was also like, but I want to take challenging courses. So I took a research course (laughs) that had been required, but they removed it because it was like so hard. It was like tripping people up. So like, it's optional now. And I was like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to get an A. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And, um, and it it was, I kind of like really was down on myself for that next semester and it impacted like other classes. And I look back on it and our professor for that was, um, he did like research for like aviation stuff, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But we were all like education and some of the stuff he was just like, why would you want to research that? And we were like, because education. So like in my, I should have in that moment been like, there's obviously I'm going to have to be different in a different mindset, more lax about this because we're not communicating in the same wavelength. So I'm not probably going to get the grade that I want to get unless I can figure out how to, mm-hmm. to communicate or change what I need to do. But, um, mm-hmm. and that was okay. And I realized that now and I'm like really proud of the grade that I got in that class because there was that mm-hmm. like, disconnect, but I think that's so true. Um, yeah, you're doing the thing. Grad school is huge.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I have received, like I, I went through a lot of pretty big light stuff when I was in grad school. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was definitely easy for me to get down on myself and feel like, you know, I'm not giving this my all, or I'm not doing my best with this, and one of the best pieces of advice, it sounds so simple, but it's just a chord for me, it's like, every day we get up and we do our very best, and sometimes your best is going to go in and, you know, get a 4.0 in your class, and mm-hmm. other days your best is going to just be showing up, mm-hmm. like, but every day that's what you're doing, so I think kind of like, I really adapted that mindset to like, everything that I do, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Certainly not easy to not be hard on yourself, but like I said, that's kind of what makes us also us too. You know,
0: is the mm-hmm. fact that we are driven and motivated. But it's all about the balance. It is. It is. All right, Lindsay. Thank you so much for for coming on today. That was super awesome. I think we hit on a ton of important points. Um, and so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you
1: for having me. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate, you know, I love talking about mental health, and I love talking about, you know, college access, so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to just ramble for a good half hour
0: (laughs) or so. I hope you can come back on. Well, thank you so much, Beth. Yeah. Um, So there's going to be a link in the bio if um, you feel like you need to talk to someone. Uh, Lindsay does some... um, Online counseling, and so as long as you're in Michigan, I believe she can um, can meet with you. And if you feel like she'd be someone that you'd be comfortable talking to, um, that information and that link will be right down there for you um, to use in the description of this episode. Um, as always, I just want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. Please, if you have the opportunity, on on uh, Apple iTunes or Castbox. Um, or Spotify, wherever you listen, I think we're on one more um, that I found randomly that I claimed. So I guess you could rate us on there too, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, but if 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 you can give us a rating, put a review, you know, put a comment. Um, all of that helps us to get um, more exposure so that other students have access to um, these free college access. Uh, resources. And remember, we have a website. It's podcastcollegetalk.weebly.com. There are a ton of free resources on there. FAFSA is over, but there's a ton of FAFSA resources on there. Um, There are things for applying. There's checklists for your junior year of high school. There's checklists for your senior year of high school to help kind of keep you organized. If you're already in college, there's a bunch of uh, success strategies and time management things. So definitely check out that website. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe if you have the opportunity and you want to keep getting these updates on the regular. Um, But I just want to say thank you so much for stopping to chat with us here on College Talk.